Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 20 of Professor's Play, the show where you can get just a pixel of deep thinking with mostly nonsensical video game discussions. We are back from our winter hiatus, although it is still very much winter out here. I forgot my gloves today, it was horrible. Um, this week we'll be starting our three-episode series on Super Mario Wonder, the newest uh, 2D Mario that came out in late 2023, so fairly fresh. Um, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice that we have a fourth member of the team here today. So as usual, I'm Professor Phil Chaveau, he's Professor Brendan West, he's Professor John Adams, and with us today, our friend and guest, Dr. Cameron Williams. Um, as per usual with the new game, today we'll be covering the lore and just what is Super Mario Wonder, but before we get into that, um, I will ask... First, Brandon and John, how are you? First, Brandon, then John. Oh my god, he gestured at you. <laughs> You're right, I did say Brandon and John. For me, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have company. We <laughs> I am. I'm doing alright. How are you, John? Wore my Mario shirt. He did, it Ooh. says Super Daddy O. Super Daddy O. Nice. <laughs> my child has a matching one that says Super Kitty O. Is that professional? It's professional enough. It's, professional it's a blazer. It's fine. Yeah. It's well, this, look at this. Oh, I was just talking about it. it up. The blazer's fine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's it um, And Cam, I'm going to ask um, how and who are you? I'm doing well. It's a good semester and good start to the week so far. Um, and who I am, I'm a professor of mathematics here at Embry-Riddle. This is my third year here now. Nice. So yeah, so this is a little bit of a different perspective, right? Because we're humanities professor, and now we have like an actual professor. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Cam studies real things. Studies real things. <laughs> Debatable. Uh, and he's he's gonna provide us with some some more mathematical stuff in the next episodes. Uh, but Cam is also a huge video game and you know Nintendo fan. So uh, Cam, tell us a little bit about your experience with video games. Yeah, so been gaming since I was you know three, four ish. My family was huge on Nintendo when I was a kid, and. Um, we had multiple NESs growing up and played the original Legend of Zelda. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was kind of hooked at that point. And, you know, played Super Mario 1, Super Mario 3, and then it was all downhill from there. I like that you or, also skipped Super Mario 2 because nobody yeah. wants to play that. Well, no. we can go in a kind of little rabbit hole about this right now. Yep. So Super Mario 2 in the West is not what Super Mario 2 actually is. It's not yeah. a Mario game. Yeah, so <laughs> yes. Super Mario 2 in Japan exists and is a, for all intents and purposes, like a, a game that is fine. Like, it's not the best, but it's not bad. Um, but Nintendo at the time felt that it was a, it was too hard to release in the West. So once again, we have come to the, the realization that the developers in Japan don't trust us with a lot of stuff. We're back to Harvest Moon. Which is a theme. <laughs> right. Um, and so instead of releasing that, they took a game that wasn't a Mario game, Reskid it as Mario and then release it here as the Lost Levels. Am I, is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you want to play Super Mario 2, I think that's easier to, to get to now, but it didn't come here for no. 25 years or so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, they they I, released it as a bundle package in some other games, and you could access the Lost Levels that were basically Super Mario 2. Yeah. I was talking about the game that they called Super Mario 2, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which was Doki Doki, Doki, Doki Panic, Panic. Yes. Yeah, that they had reskinned as. Which is also an awful game. Have you played like the one? No. It's not a mar. You like jump on things and lift them up out of the ground yep. and pull radishes and stuff. Yeah, and then and throw them. Eat cherries and like yeah. And it's a Pick vertical up. level design. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a horizontal. Yeah, it's yeah. There there are a cool, <laughs> few cool things about the, the game, like something. the uh, the doorways that you can go through and you know different parts of the level you can access. But otherwise, I mean, it's it, it was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> IGN doesn't agree with me, but it was a mistake. It's a, it's a good Doki Doki Panic game. 
Sure, um, whatever that means. Yeah, it's it's like it's a, there's some interesting stuff in there, but they didn't release it here because they were like, you guys are gonna lose interest in gaming if we bring this game to you. Um, and then All they right. created a whole, they opened a whole their can of worms by bringing the not Mario game. Yeah. Okay, so I vaguely remember I had a Mario game for like the Game Boy Advance, mm. and I remember this like digging radishes out of the ground yeah. and throwing them at yeah. things. Is this what we're talking yes. about? Yes. Yeah, they that would be release it. it every now and then. Yeah. Okay. The, the character that holds on that comes over from that game is Birdo, the pink yeah, thing yeah, with the yeah, weird yeah. mouth. With, yes. Yeah. I had no idea what Yo, the heck that thing was. Female counterpart ish. Long distance, long distance girlfriend. Yeah. Who like spits eggs at you? Yeah. 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 That's the one. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I did. I mean, if you're a dinosaur that. like Yoshi who eats stuff, I feel like someone spitting eggs at you is just like yours. It's <laughs> great. It's great. Um, Kim also puts down here that he played a lot of Kelly Slater's, Slater's post Pro Surfer, which is something I haven't heard of in a long time. What I a spent, deep cut! I know. I spent yeah. a lot of time with my friend, also named Phil. Hmm. Um, he was he's the OG Phil at the time I went by my last name. Oh, gotcha. Um, playing that game because like we we watch a lot of surfing, so we played that game. His brother surfed a lot, and we got into surfing too. And that is a phenomenal game. And if anyone out there has a GameCube or an emulator, go look for Kelly, Kelly Slater's Pro Surfer. Yes. The physics are ridiculous. Yes. But it's amazing. But it works. Yeah, yeah it works. Yes. It works. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, and then we also, he also mentions Tony Hawk, uh, which I played a good amount of as well, and we have a discussion later on Tony Hawk being a platformer, perhaps. Um, we'll get to that. Um, but Cam also says here, what is your experience with podcasts? Uh, none, really. I've only, one of my friends has a pretty successful disaster-based uh, podcast where he d- uh, will do a deep dive on various uh, disasters, mostly human made and he had one time a couple times asked me to do a bunch of data analysis for him because <laughs> he was like what's the probability of this happening and it was i think he was talking about the more uh tornadoes like they in more oklahoma they had several in just that one town and he had me do an analysis of basically the entire u.s where wow. tornadoes happened and what was the probability of them having such large tornadoes year after year and you know it was pretty astronomically small wow. apparently the the uh, Earth hates more Oklahoma, I guess, is the <laughs> takeaway there. I don't know. I wonder if, uh, John, you would like that podcast. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really awesome and super useful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about Mario today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do much um, of any data analysis. Yeah, I was going to say, I do want to check out this podcast. That sounds yeah, really do you know cool. the name of the podcast? It's Disastrous History. Disastrous History. That's plugged in there. Go find that. It yeah. sounds interesting. If you want to see Cam's data, look for the more Oklahoma episode. That's a That's good title, cool. too. Um... So, yeah, we're going to jump in here to our experience with Mario. Um, I'll go first here. So, uh, everyone knows what Mario is. Actually, I was looking this up. I was like, how much do I have to explain about this? It turns out not a lot. Um, so, I have some statistics to cite, to cite later. But first, I play. I started Mario with Super Mario 64, uh, mostly because, you know, I lived in Brazil and gaming systems were expensive and we can get all of them. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm old enough to have played, like, at least Super Nintendo, but I didn't. We, my family didn't have that. Um, but I was never really the Mario guy. I didn't, like vibe with the gameplay mm. um I, I enjoyed doing i always enjoyed doing the first couple of like paintings right the painting worlds in that one and like running around i'm up in the ship yeah yeah i always enjoyed doing those but I, I as soon as it got deeper i was like you have to be pretty good this is hard this is hard mm. yeah and i was like i and you have some of them and at the time there's no internet right so you're like i don't know where the last star is and i have done everything i think right and i'm like what eight ten well, at that stage, Nintendo yeah. hadn't really worked out, like, camera angles too well, yeah. so there was weird funkiness where, like, the camera would pivot in the wrong yeah. direction. Well, but also, like, the camera in that 
game was one of the most revolutionary things. Yes. It was great yes, for the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But we were still yeah. Yeah. So eons away from where we are now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in so many ways. So I started with that. Um, but then like I, I've always had like this underdog mentality, so I never pick Mario for anything. Like I don't associate with the character. And then the character was, and I, I you know, I, this is from some interviews done with like some Nintendo executives at the time. The reason the character has no defining qualities other than like the mustache and stuff like in terms of whenever you play a Mario game Mario is the neutral character right is because he's made to identify for everyone to identify with he's pants he's but I don't identify with him because he has no defining trait mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. so and also because his name is on stuff like who do you think you are Mario are you a Mario hipster is that what we're getting mm-hmm. from this discussion I don't know if I'm a Mario hipster I, like I, I'm too cool to do what I'm, everybody else does I'm not Maybe. picking up the Mario Maybe. vanilla bean frappuccino from Maybe. Starbucks. Maybe. Wow. Um, yeah, I never use Mario in anything. Um, in fact, when I did like my Mario Kart playthroughs and I played with every character, I, I did not like when Mario did well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, the platforming stuff never really got to me, especially 2D and like even 3D. Um, I, I have gone on a rant in this show about how like if your game isn't made to be a platformer, don't put a bunch of complicated platforming in it because you're just making it frustrating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And part of that is because I feel like a lot of platformers also have like pixel-perfect stuff that I'm like, I, mm. I, this isn't for me. Um, but I do get it. I actually want to do a study on like speedrunning 2D platformers and stuff because I think it's, it's like racing. Yeah. It's like hitting lines, yep. right? So it's interesting. Um, I will plug in here as well that my favorite Mario game is Super Mario Sunshine. Um, That's a good one. Because it is the hipster one, I think. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one where you got, like, the water pack? Yep, yeah. and you have yeah. to spray paint. Yeah. 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 Um, I love Introduction of Baby Bowser. True. Really? Yeah, yeah. Bowser. I, I like that one a lot. No. Um, I didn't finish it because I didn't finish any of these games, but I like that one a lot. Um, and then, um, I'm not very good. My friend Koji and I uh, had a goal to beat Super Mario Brothers 3 before we got our PhDs. Um, he's still there. We never. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> we both graduated, but we never did. So... Um, yeah, we, we never did that. John, what about you? Yeah, I've been playing Mario a long time. I am uh, an elder millennial, and I've been <laughs> playing since Super Mario 3, uh, the raccoon tale. Tanuki. Tanuki suit. Tanuki suit. Yeah, yeah. Favorite, favorite Super Mario. That one is great. And I think that the starting point here really says a lot, because Super Mario 3 it really is a classic Mario speed-running 2D platformer, and it has a timer at top. So, like... Back in the day, they used to time you on the courses, and if you didn't make it through the course in a fast enough time, you would actually like lose the level, right? Mm-hmm. And so like speedrunning is an inherent part of that. You lose that with the move to Super Mario 64. They take away the clock, yeah. you don't have that anymore, it's more of a little bit more exploration. There's still platforming, but there's a lot less like time. And so because exactly what you're saying is true, because I think that at its core, Mario is almost a racing game. I think the 3D Mario loses that. Yeah. And so it feels like it's missing some part of Mario's soul, and I think that is what it is. It's that it, you've lost the racing game. You can still race in Super Mario 64, but it's not designed that way. No. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like, Super Mario 64 and in the, in the 3D Marios, it's like you're exploring to find platforms you can do, whereas yeah. like 2D Marios are like, jump on this, because that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, it's yeah. puzzle platformer versus racing platformer, I think would be the weird subgenre distinction. I think it would be more like ex- exploration platformer. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you, John, you have a quip here about how hard Mario was. Oh, yeah. So, like, not to go on my, like, old man yell of the sky <laughs> round, but, like, I've played the first few levels of this, this new Mario, and you kids don't know how good you had it. Uh, old Mario was way harder, and old Mario taught you through death. Yeah. Yes. So, like... 
you would walk on the level and there would be a gap and you would not jump over the gap and you would fall in the hole and it would start you back at the level and say, do it again until you just figured out. And then there would be a gap that was too wide to jump over and you'd be like, how do I get over this? And then you had to find out there was a run button. Yeah. This Mario has little flowers that talk to you. They're like, oh, I hope you're not feeling too bad. Here's a, here's a way you do this. Press Y <laughs> to run over the gap. And I'm just saying the kids these days are soft. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's and I think I think there's a middle ground there, perhaps. Um, but because we talked about tutorials and stuff already. Um, but you but, know I'm a Dark Souls player deep down. Yeah, but I think like, I like, Super Mario Three is one of the one of the, and even the original is one of the first games to like teach you yes. instead of just like because like if you play Pac-Man and like you die a bunch, it's not actually teaching you because it's like it, there's it, you it's don't not, get better. It, you don't get better. Right. Like you do by doing it a lot. Right, but like in Super Mario, it's like if you fall here, you're like, oh, this is what that means, kind of thing. Going it's forward, like, and the levels the, are progressively the stacked. So yeah, there's yeah, a there's a scaffold to it exactly. where like they get harder and harder and harder until the end. You're able to like jump over nine bullets, do a spin jump to the yes, third one. Yeah. Yeah. And this one does do it, but I will say that like it has levels so that far, teach you stuff. Yeah, so, it does have yeah. levels that teach you stuff. But so far, the difficulty curve has been moved back by like oh yeah, yes, it has a trend. Yeah, game two whole well. years. Yeah. Um, and I think they they have levels where you can learn mechanics without losing lives in this game. And some yes. people will say, well, well, you know, the Switch is a children's system. It's made for children. It's not. But the NES was also marketed in the yes. toy aisle as a children's well, system. Well, Nintendo was a toy. They called it was a toy. A toy company. Yeah. So, like, Nintendo was still selling to kids back then, and they just took the kid gloves off. And they I think it, put it's, on it's, little warm it's mittens. Different. I, don't, I think it's like an evolution of how this, the industry has gone as well, where, like, we expect there to be, like how do I do this? Instead of picking up Zelda and being like, if you don't go to that cave, you don't get the sword. Like, there's nothing making you go into the cave. Hand-holding yes. nonsense. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, John was uh, upset that the game wasn't harder, because um, he's like that, I guess. Um, Brandon, what is your experience with Mario? Y yeah, so I inherited a copy of Mario something for the Game Boy. Was the one with the turnips? No, okay. no, this was before that, thank God. Uh, I inherited, like, an old Mario game and, like, a copy of Space Invaders from my older brother. And so those were the first non-Pokemon games I ever played. Nice. Is this fact, black and white or color? I played say, it on the say, Game Boy Color. You say Game Boy okay. Color. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember if it was originally made for the Game Boy or not. It might have been, actually. Yeah. The, game, the color has, you can play it um, regular, regular ones. Well, yeah. that's what I'm asking because that would tell us which Mario it is. Because yeah. the old, old one is white. I remember, yeah. like, the bosses were, like, a rat. A Martian, a giant bird, and the final boss was Wario. Uh, final boss was Wario. This does this is not one, two, or three. I'm letting no, you know that yeah, right no, now. This, this is a spinoff. Yeah, okay. it's one of their yeah non. Yeah. But now I really games. want to know what yeah, sure what really specific Mario. I mean, it played. was fun. Wario had like nine lives. All the other bosses had three. I didn't what beat. What's this Mario game? Like you had to jump on Wario's head nine times in order oh, to kill him. Oh, I see, I see, I see. You had to jump on all the other bosses three times in order to kill them. And some of the bosses, you could get locked in a corner and just spin jump on their head really fast and beat, like, really quickly <laughs> if you did it right. But, like, the general, the general like, thing with the bosses... Are you like, sure it wasn't Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3? Yeah. I was wondering if it was one of the Super Mario yeah. Land games. Yeah, okay, so. that makes sense. Super Mario Land. This is yeah. so wild that this the is your first experience with Mario. Yeah. For the Game Maybe. Boy, it is part of the Wario series. <laughs> mm. Wario was only like the final boss, though. He was not a playable character. Okay. And then we later got a copy of Wario mm. for like the Game Boy Advance that we also played, where Wario was the protagonist. 
Yes, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, kind of that, like, anti-hero type yeah, character. Yeah, He's, yeah. He's, like, jumping around. Then they went from that to making, like, WarioWare games, which... Those are yeah. great. Yes. We don't, we, we don't think so. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. fine. I'll just... I'll fight everybody on this episode. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think I've even played those, but, um... Like, War, Mario was such an early game for me that my older brother explained it to me in Pokemon terms. Or, like, oh. he defined what a boss is in a video game. Oh. He's like, so you know, like, the gym leaders in Pokemon? Ooh, nice. They're, like, the gym leaders. <laughs> wow, that's mm. good teaching on your yeah, brother's part. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being like, here's your frame of reference. Let me move yeah. you to my frame of yeah, reference. Yeah, and all, he was also the one who got me into Pokemon, too, so... What if you Pokemon, he was like, you know how, like, people bully in school? Yeah, those are the gym leaders. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I kid you not, actually, the first time he ever asked me if I wanted to watch Pokemon with him, I said, no, it's a horror movie. <laughs> if you know anything about me, it's, it's the most ironic statement ever. Because he loves Pokemon and loves horror movies. I love Pokemon and horror movies, and I want to, like, sometimes mash the two together. Because, <laughs> let's face it, Hypno is basically Freddy Krueger. And the new, uh, Petron thing. New Petron. You should play it. It is a horror have movie. You done, have you done the new, uh, epilogue in Scarlet and Violet? I have. I've only screwed around. I kind of lost the plot, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just out there grinding. Yeah, I feel like once you once you do it, there's like a mythical Pokemon that like hypnotizes people, and it's like they have like it starts, turns them into zombies. Yeah, they set it's up very like, George they set Romero. It, they set it up like really like Dutch angles and scary, and then there's like a funny twist to it yeah, yeah. because they can't scare kids too much. But yeah, like yeah. when it's first starting, you're like, this is eerie. Mochi, mochi, yeah. mochi. Yeah, you should Great. try. You should try it out. It's fun. What? Nice. Yes. All right. Very interesting. Cool. Cam, what about you? Yeah, so for me, my Mario uh, day started with Super Mario 1, and that's that one... That 1985? No. Or that's Super Mario Brothers. Um, yes, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that was like 85-ish, yeah. I think, yeah, the OG. Yeah. Um, that game, I've never, to this day, I've never beaten it, mostly because I don't have the patience. <laughs> yeah. um, and it is, it gets really difficult after, you know, like... Lava Bridges like to Bowser, that, that's yeah. the one we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you, yes. Did you cheat? Did I you I think worlds? I I think at one point yeah I did, but I've never gone through the full yeah. every level yeah. uh, to get to the end. But really, I what it, when I fell in love with it was Super Mario Three because mm-hmm. I feel like that was a big revolution. Like both of them were huge revolutions in gaming. One, you know, it creates the playable character that you know you have all these levels to go through and it's really challenging. And then three. They do the same things, but they had a lot of really interesting twists, like dropping behind the scene, or you know, all the different uh, um, power-ups you can do, and non-linear kind of gameplay. And so, you know, that that at that point I was hooked, and I found most of the like OG uh, Easter eggs and hidden things that you could find, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, the different you could get the whistle three times, and I figured out if you do the whistle twice, you can get to the eighth world, and I bypassed all the stuff in the yeah. middle, which, yeah, I fixed that later on because uh, I think some of the other intermediary worlds were better. But pretty cool, and the yeah. eighth world's tough. The eighth world it was pretty so insane. Brutal. Uh, it, it, yeah. There were a couple times playthroughs where I cheesed it and just pee winged throughout the entire nice. level, yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Um, <laughs> I actually just that, that is flying over the entire level. Yeah, yeah, and um, which is like cool to have that in there. Yes, yeah, but you only get like three. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and I, I use them very sparingly. Like I tried to level a couple of times, and if I realized I wasn't going to make it through, I was like, screw it, P wing. <laughs> yeah, my first couple playthroughs <laughs> until I got really good, games and then used to do that. They don't. They don't anymore, and part of that is because of the internet, and like it would go viral super fast. 
Yeah. Um, but like games used to have built-in cheats yeah. that yes. you could figure out. Well, right? Super, Super Mario One, famously the one that the one that he's saying you start with, has uh, an area of series of warp pipes. Yes. you can warp from like World One to yeah, World like Four, World Four, and four yeah, to World yeah. eight, Seven, seven. Or something. Yeah. yeah, and Seven to Eight. Yeah, and you can get all the way to the end of the game very very quickly. And uh, I know because I showed I showed uh, the person I was playing with how to do that, and then I was like, "But don't do this because you don't learn. Because if you don't do this, you're not going to learn. You miss that scaffolding. Yeah, and yeah. You'll be like, no, no. Because if you can't beat this level, you're never, yeah. ever, ever beating the. That's yeah. only for if you've done it a few times. <clears throat> if you've yeah, done yeah. it before. Yeah. So speed running, in other words. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that. But there are different categories of speed running. We'll one is like not using warp pipes. Yes. Eighty yeah. percent. Yeah. 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 And then uh, after that, I play Super Mario sixty four was a revelation. You know, one of the the yeah first really really popular 3D games with you know rotating camera angles and all that, and you know butt sliding was my favorite thing about that game. I I adored it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, good times. Yeah, and. Then I I didn't have a GameCube and we didn't have an N sixty four. We just rented it from our uh, local video store yeah, you back in the day. Your systems. local blockbuster? No, it wasn't even a blockbuster. It was some Hollywood video, I think. Oh, oh my gosh, we, that takes me back. <laughs> we all crumbled to dust right here in the podcast. <laughs> 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 systems is like such a clever way to do business. Yeah, yep. yeah. and um, so I I didn't play any of the GameCube era games, and Super Mario sixty four was the only one I played. I think we did rent. Um, Mario Kart 2 so that that was oh, a good yeah, time but then you know I didn't play anything until I had the Wii and then I played Super Mario Wii and Wii U mm-hmm. and I felt like those really propelled things forward because the gameplay got harder in some ways a little bit easier in others but I felt like the challenging levels were kind of like those really evil levels that people had <laughs> the Super Mario Maker game uh, oh, yes. Yes, yeah. where you could create there's those a, really devious levels yeah yeah jump, basically and some of those some of those levels especially towards the end of the games were like that interesting <laughs> yeah and I just um, I think it's I just want to quote Cam real quick in his notes here it's like we won't talk about the non-Japanese non-Japan release of Super Mario 2 known, now known as Lost Levels what an abomination. <laughs> um, and also, a second quote, like, I abhor Wario on that side of Mario game, and I'm personally offended at how many of those games got ported over to the online platform. I said here, um, Wario is the lowest brow comedy, and I'm also against it. Wow. All right, here's the thing, though. I'm not I'm not defending Wario as a character or as a person. But I would I defend defending... Wario as a character or as a person, but not as games. I am yeah, defending... Yeah. I like micro minigames. That's a fun Do they have format. to be about picking bug boogers? No. Like, I will, that's, that's the part I'll jump off on. I'll yeah. say, okay, we could make this about whatever, but I love the, like, you have ten seconds to both figure out this game and play it and win. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's I, a cool idea. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea, and what Nintendo Land was in the Wii U, right? It's yeah. just like a bunch of, like, small minigames, and it sold really well. None of them were about like picking noses, picking noses, and like, shaving hairy men and farts. It's just like <laughs> I get that there's an audience for that, and I if you're out there and you like it, that's good for you, and it's not for me. Yeah, fair. Um, I don't remember that from the Wario game I played. At yeah, all. it got no. It you got, played the Wario Land Adventure games. It this got, is WarioWare. WarioWare. Uh, Wario's games got became silly once they. I don't know. It, it kind of became like the punchline. Yeah, he is the punchline. That's the thing. Wario is the punchline. Um, for some reason, um, I'd like to point out that Waluigi is not related to Wario. He just hangs out because he just likes to play tennis. And stuff. I was gonna say they play tennis together. Though. No, because yeah. he just he just likes to do stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was basically like I really want to get invited to the Mario stuff, but Luigi and Mario don't really like me, so I'm just gonna become friends with Wario. I guess that's yeah. gotta be awkward for him. And he's also not in Smash. 
I know. Oh, even yeah. to this day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. There's, there's a series of comics, like, there's someone published, like, a, a manga, basically, explaining why Waluigi's in the Smash. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and it's, at the end, you find out that he's, every new character that comes to Smash, Smash has to go to his, like, dojo to learn how to fight, and then they go in, and he never gets to go. <laughs> I always thought Wario was Mario's brother. That was like a revelation when I learned he wasn't. Yeah, he's just anti Mario. Just anti Mario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's uh, anti Flash. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I always yeah. thought of him as um, Mario's evil twin. Yeah, same. Right? He's not. He's just. I wonder. He's, his name's probably not even Mario. He's just like I hate this guy so much <laughs> that I'm gonna change my name to his name reversed. Basically. And all my clothes. And all my clothes. And matched. <laughs> and, grow, and grow a big mustache. To... <laughs> yeah. So what he's we're really, a rival plumber, probably. I don't know. <laughs> so what we're really saying is that he's got like a real deep, deep closeted like crush on oh, Mario. Yeah. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. So that's what that's this why game he goes really to the tennis about. and stuff. If you really hated him, he wouldn't do this stuff. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, head cannon for Wario. Head cannon for Wario. Um, so uh, we're gonna jump in. So this that was our history with Mario. So let's talk about Mario history in general, right? So um, we caught we talked a little a little bit about what our platformers in our portal. Uh, episodes. Yeah, because uh, so Portal is platforms. Yeah, yeah. we able to check that out. Uh, feel free to go uh, re-watch or re-listen to those. Um, but they used to be called Jump and Run right before platforming was a term. Um, but they're essentially games in which the core objective is getting the player character from point A to B by traversing the environment. Usually that means different levels in whatever sense that is. So it could be like an actual level or it could be like the objects that you have to traverse change. Yeah. Um, Pitfalls, roaming enemies, acrobatic maneuvers, whatever that means. So if it's the actual game called Pitfall from 1982, there are actual pitfalls, and there is snakes, like, snakes, and there are it's a, they're not ropes. What are they're vines, vines and vines. barrels and things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first known example of uh, a jump and run game was 1980 Space Panic, um, which looks a lot like Donkey Kong 1981, like a like a lot like. If you, if you look at it, you're going to be like, okay, I see what was done here. Um, but there's no giant monkey tossing things, and um, you don't jump at all. Okay, you just run. Mm-hmm. You run, and there's ladders, just like in Donkey Kong hmm. 1981. I see. Um, and then they d- Nintendo developed Donkey Kong 1981, uh, which is essentially Mario before Mario, so he's called Jumpman at this point, right? Um, and he has to climb ladders and jump over barrels that the giant monkey wearing a wife beater yeah. cut out. Like tosses at people. Um, do you know what the story of Donkey Kong Country One is? I didn't know until I until I was prepping for this episode. I do now. Yeah, I, I've read it. Yeah, but I don't remember at this point. Isn't it just Donkey Kong grabs Peach, takes her to the top of a construction site? Do you know why site? he grabs Peach? Because it's a King Kong knockoff, and she's well, yes. well, yes, yeah. But a also, woman in King Kong. Mario is a plumber. Okay. Jumpman is a plumber. Right. Who owns a plumbing business and also a pet gorilla. It's his gorilla? Yeah. And the what? pet gorilla is mistreated. That's like literally the Yeah, he's Mario a plumber. Mistre- he has no way to store a gorilla. Mario mistreats the pet gorilla. Yeah, it's like it's just a bad idea. It's like Tiger King. It's a bad idea. Like, why are you doing um, this? So Mario's the get, villain. To get back at Mario, he kidnaps his girlfriend, who at the time was called Pauline, now Princess Peach. Pauline does make more sense as a girl that's a girlfriend of a plumber in New York City. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> he throws barrels at Mario to stop him because he resents Mario. So Jumpman, Mario... Is an architect of his own downfall. 
in that first game. <laughs> I was gonna, like, we want Mario to lose, right? To learn the lesson about improper gorilla keeping? Yeah, how does, how does he, how do you beat Donkey Kong? Do you beat Donkey Kong now? Yeah, by getting to the top. Yeah. But then, like, do you, like, jump on well, him or something? No, so you get all the way to the top, then he goes to the next level. There's level two. And yeah. I don't, I don't, I think you actually, like, kill him. You just rescue Peach at some point. Do you actually, do you actually, like, I don't, I don't remember if you, I, I think I've, you do. Yeah, it's been a long time since yeah. I played it, because I've played it at an arcade before, but yeah. I... Yeah, I've played it at an arcade, and you can play it at Nintendo Switch Online as well. I, I think maybe there's, like, a theoretical limit to how many yeah. rounds there is. Like, it's not really a game that... But it's like Space games. Invaders. You don't, like, win. You win Space Invaders, don't you? I think they just keep going faster and faster until... Until you kill until the last of the aliens. I think, you, I, think you can, I think you can finish it. I think it's, like, kind of yeah. like someone just finished Tetris... Took him like thirty years for someone to do that. You, you right, but that just maxes out the score. There's no actual like. No, you can finish Space yet. Invaders. New aliens don't spawn. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought. I think it depends on the Space Invaders. There's a set number, and yeah. they they will drop down, reverse direction, and increase speed. Which actually, uh, fun fact, was a mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake. Yeah. It turns out the game could just render the aliens faster as there were fewer of them. Well, but no. hey, fun little uh, thing. I, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Donkey Kong wasn't a game that you like. One. It was a game that you just yeah. like got further in. Yeah, I feel pretty like pretty sure. I think Space Invaders, the original, was like something like Galaga was like, you, you can't win. They just kept going impossibly faster. But then as they iterated on it, I'm sure they put like win states in there because it was the game of the point of games on the internet arcades was to make you play for as long as possible. Yeah, get a high score. And if there's no ending, then you play for it forever. Right. That's the idea. Right. Um, so, after we had Donkey Kong 1981, we got Pitfall for the Atari, 20, Atari 2600 1982. Um, it looks a little more like the platformers we know today, kind of. Um, but that was really Super Mario Brothers, you know, the first one from 1985 that did that. But this is kind of like, there's a sequential series of screens in a different way than we see in Mario. But that's, for intents and purposes, that's how it works. Um, and they had like two levels, right? So you could, always, you could see what was happening underneath the right. surface. Um, and your goal was there is you have 20 minutes to find a treasure that's hidden in one of the screens. So it's kind of like Zelda where you have all the screens exist at once, but the game is only rendering one of them at once. Gotcha. Right? So there's a map, but the way it works in Pitfall is you're only seeing one at once. And you have to figure out, you have to jump over the obstacles to get to where the randomly generated treasure is in that one. I've only played it on emulator. Was it procedurally generated? I, it's it not for scissors generated. Yeah, no, so it's Just preset the, maps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you memorized where the treasures were, you could... Probably. Yeah. You could probably, like... They probably have a set, like, RNG version of that. Like, there's, like, 17 places the treasure could be or something like that. Gotcha. Um, but then in 1985, we got Super Mario Brothers 1, which, like, as Cam was saying, revolutionized gaming and saved gaming. At the time, we were experiencing... It was going through, like, the console crash, the video game crash was happening... Yeah. And Nintendo, the NES, basically saved... I'm not going to say save gaming, because we still have gaming now, um, but I think it it stopped the dark ages of gaming, yeah. where we have would have lost like a decade of development, basically. It's like this and Final, Mario and Final Fantasy. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Mario, Final Fantasy, and the original Zelda, Zelda, which came out yeah. in 85, 87, 89. There you um, go. So, um, it, was the, it was the first, like first game to become like mainstream at home right because people like pac-man but when the pac-man was brought to the homes it was terrible right um so it, it became kind of a thing that people did at home instead of just having to go somewhere to do and it was also the first time to have a game that had a story like where you're not pitfall is like you're indiana jones looking for treasure that's the story and mario was like there were characters that talked even if it was very loose right you can build headcanon based on that kind of stuff Your princess is in another castle yeah. yes um, 
And it was also revolutionary for making players feel like they were exploring a world with a story instead of trying to find, solve a puzzle for the sake of solving a puzzle. Right. Right? Um, so it had continuity in one of the ways, because it had multiple worlds where you were like figuring out where you're going, and also like the way that the camera pans is revolutionary for the time, because when you're like, reach the edge of the screen, the camera is, camera like pans over. Yeah. Instead of being a fixed cam. Instead of a, instead of a fixed cam, you finish that screen, you start on a new screen. Right. So it made it feel like it was more of a continuous world, which like is a small change, but like it was huge in terms of fostering exploration, right? Yeah. Um, Cameron, you mentioned this game that I, I had never heard about called Solstice. Yes. What, what is this? Yeah, so that's um, kind of an NES deep cut. I'm hoping at some point they're going to port it over to the Switch because I feel like it would be a cult classic now. Uh, not a people, not a lot of people played the game or you know even heard of it. The uh, the music is absolutely phenomenal. Like what the nice. composer did for the game with you know the eight bit era of NES yeah. is incredible. So if you ever get a chance, like look up the main theme and look up the ending theme. Great. Cool. And so the music is really good, but also that game it's got some battle elements, but also there's some platforming that you have to do like. There's a, like a goblin or something that's walking around a level, and he has a block on his head, and you have to jump on the block on his head, but he can't make it a full loop around the level, or the block falls off, and you got to exit the room and then go back in. Wow! So you have to jump on the block that's on his head to jump on something else, jump around, and that game, you know, at the beginning it's pretty tough, and then towards the middle it's not so bad, but then at the end of the game there's some pixel perfect or almost pixel perfect jumps yeah, where you have like two little blocks. Um, that you have to jump from one from to the other and everything else is empty. So if you miss, you're going to fall down into like the uh, level below you. So And that one I don't think is quite pixel perfect, but I think there's maybe two wow. or three. And you know, you're on the NES, so yeah. you're, you've got to just yeah, exactly nail that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, CRT. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so you're just barely making it into that next one. And I, that one... I think it's a really interesting game with how the battle elements aren't too big, but I think the challenge level is pretty cool. <coughs> yeah, no, Solstice. Solstice that, that, yeah. And that's interesting to think about, like, Pixel Perfect, so to expand to the audience, that means that, like, when you make a jump in one of these 2D games, you know, every single thing on the screen is a 2D box, right? Um, for you to, like, make that jump, you have to jump from the exact point in the first box to land in the exact point in the second box, or else... You don't make it basically. Right. Um, so from pixel, pixel, one pixel to one pixel, and that's a very small measurement. Yeah. So you have to be really good to do that kind of stuff. And this is what gave rise to like a lot of speedrunners who, who will do like pixel perfect jumps, where they figure out that in one of the boxes and one of the levels has a slightly bigger hitbox for it, so you can land like just off of it, but you're still technically on it. Right. So it gives you like an angle for another jump kind of thing. Um, so if you ever see like pictures of like 2D Mario standing like. With basically his pinky toe on a, on like a block, um, that's like pixel perfect stuff. People figuring right. out like where, how far can I stand on this to make this jump uh, in the easiest way possible, that kind of stuff. I remember doing that in like the Game Boy Mario. It's like okay, I can edge forward, edge forward. It's like right, I got yes. like the yeah. back part of my heels <laughs> yeah. on this ledge. Yes, and it's yeah. funny because he's just standing normally, so he has the strongest core in the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up toes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, someone who had the shower thought of Tony Hawk games kind of platforms? That was me. Can? Yeah, I'd um, been talking about Tony Hawk with some friends, and I was thinking, wait, is Tony Hawk a platformer? Yeah, so this is interesting. I think we, we talked about genres a lot and see our previous discussions on this, but so Tony Hawk can be a platformer, but I think it would more, it'd be more like a skateboarding 
platforming game rather than a platformer with a skateboard, right? So like the main description would be the skateboarding because you're not necessarily always, not all of them, platforming with the skateboard to get to new areas or doing yeah. it to get more scores, mm -hmm. right? So it's more of an obstacle course, parkour type of way. But there is a, what I would call a platform with a skateboard that's called Oli Oli World. It's on the Switch, on the Nintendo Switch Online too. It's called, it's, it's a basic, it's a 2D platformer, stylized, and you are a dude on a skateboard. Um, and your goal is to get to the end of this level by getting as many tricks as possible, but it's a platformer, you're just going really fast. Interesting. So think like Sonic, but you're on the uh, skateboard. Yeah, I would almost consider, so like less Tony, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and almost like SX Tricky, or like one of the snowboarding mm -hmm. games, more of a platformer, because in snowboarding you're always working from the beginning of a level down to oh, the yeah. end of a level. That's true. true. With yeah. like stuff and obstacles to clear and go through in between. In a skate park, the skate parks yeah. are much more like Contained. circular dynamic and it's usually timed, but it is timed. Um, yeah, I think the, the, the big thing is that you're not you're not jumping to get to something else. You're right. jumping to get a score. Yes. But in mm -hmm. snowboarding, you are. You're yeah, going to the you're bottom. Trying, you're trying to get to the bottom as fast as possible or with as many tricks as possible. And so, and so yeah. They are, plat they are platformers, but you, I don't think it would be like, that's sex tricky. Platformer. So yeah, I, yeah. Well, that's... That's yeah. misleading. Yeah. yeah. But it is part of it. Um, and this leads us to our point of view about the evolution of this appearance of platformers. Right? We talked about this before. We're like... A lot of games now aren't platformers; they have platforming elements. Yeah, the platforming has been sidelined to like a, a mini game or a side quest thing that you or do. a mechanic that's in there yeah. for some things. Yeah, right. So, uh, which leads me to my random: don't put platforming in your game if your engine doesn't do pixel perfect things, right? Mm. Um, because you're asking me to do a jump that I can only do with this one specific press of the button that is not part of the game. Anyway, um, are you going to make an exception for like Metroidvania games? Where they're like they make platforming that's hard, but then it gets easier as you unlock new ways well, yeah, to jump. Yeah, I mean, but they're made to have platforming in them. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So some of these games are like platforming is it like the platforming in Scarlet and Violet when you have when you can jump with <laughs> your main Pokemon is not it's smooth. Bad, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, um, yes. and that's not what it was made for. They just put that there to help you climb, but like yeah. it's more annoying than just climbing. Um, so interestingly, platformers were about thirty three percent of the industry in the nineties. Um, and then it was a third, and they went down to 15% in 1998. And since 06, they hover around 2%. Ooh, that's way lower than I would yeah. think. Um, so we do have releases every once in a while for like a lot of indie games still come out as platformers and smaller <laughs> games, right? right. Um, we have things like Celeste, which is a cult classic that is a platformer with like air jumping mechanics and stuff like that. Um, but if someone is making a AAA game, so you know, top level industry, you expect it not to be a 2D platformer, yeah. right? Yeah. Or a platformer in general. Um, you expect it to be something else that may have platforming in it. Yeah. Uh, so if it's something like Assassin's Creed mm. or Prince of Persia, you're platforming that thing, right? You are jumping to get to a higher point to accomplish your goal, right? right? Yeah. Um, but they don't Mirror's market edge. them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's Portal. Um, yeah. So Portal, so they don't, that's not, they don't sell them as that, right? That's right. Not, they're not called platformers like Celeste or Super Mario uh, yeah. Wonder. Um, so this happens because I think we have an expectation for what games are nowadays that they are they have to be more than that. Mm -hmm. Anything that is quote unquote just a platformer should be max twelve to fifteen hours long. Anything more than that, like there's no reason to I am not gonna keep coming back for this thing. Right. right. So that's that's something that I mean if you have any thoughts on that I'd love to hear it, but like just how what we think of because games used to be like Super Mario World is how long is that game if you if you're good at it. Like Short, yeah, yeah. 10, eight 10 hours. to 15 hours max. Yeah. Like, 
So that that's what games used to be, and now if you're selling me a game for seventy bucks, yeah. it shouldn't be fifteen hours yeah. of jumping yeah. up. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. that's the expectation. It should be a one hundred hour game. But yeah. does it make it better if it's fifteen hours of jumping up, but then I add in sixteen hours of worthless fetch quests, cough cough, harvest moon? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. But that's like that creates some issues, right? The expectation is like I should have more to do in here, but if you don't do it well, then it's not necessarily better. You don't have more right? good things. I'd prefer yeah. the eight hours of quality. Yeah. Yeah. But right. no, I get that. I'm wondering what other genres have like died, like been that. Assimilated. Or been assimilated, yeah, like, yeah. I'm saying, like, died in that fashion, been assimilated into, because, like, if, if we take the platformers aren't dying, but they're just now a component of a game that's mm. larger, I wonder if there's any other... Well, you, going back to, like, the Space Invaders, Galaga era, you know, those games don't really, you, you don't have that kind of thing now, but, you know, that's Side kind of... Side-scrolling shooters. Yeah, yeah. But they've had that resurgence on uh, phones and things, like yeah. those apps, yeah. Um, it's a different marker. So, I can my phone and pick up my phone to play for seven minutes, yeah. not for... Well, a mobile game on a phone might cost you three, four dollars. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And most gamers game on their phone. Like That's where the, most of the gaming comes from. Um, but it's just interesting to think about how like most of these genres that used to be staples are folded into like... Game. Like Yakuza has like 700 minigames and they all do these kind of things, right? One of them right. is like a rhythm-based dancing game. Mm. And it's like, okay, like... We don't get a lot of rhythm games by themselves anymore. We still yeah. do, but like, because of the reason part of the reason is because they are small to code, right. so you can put them in stuff. Right. right. It does feel like sandbox games are the like carcinification of the games industry. Like everything becomes crabs eventually yeah. in evolution. Everything <laughs> is slowly becoming a yeah. sandbox game. For, for better or worse, right? yeah. sometimes like Harvest Moon was like this doesn't have to be an open world game. It actually doesn't help it to be an open world game. Sure, it's fun to run around sometimes, but I, I don't need this. Ra this racing game. games too, I guess, are getting closer yeah. and closer to. Hmm. Like, oh, they'll have a hub that's actually like a world you drive around instead of like clicking buttons. Yep. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, it, that's a good way of putting it. It's we're all they're all becoming crabs. Sand foxification. <laughs> yeah. Um, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Yeah, that's, the, that's what I do. I do. I make new paper. words. Yeah. 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 Um, so to get into Super Mario Wonder here for our last um, last twenty minutes or so of show, um, so this game for the for one of the, f the f first time in a while is in an entirely new kingdom, right? The last one I can yeah. think of is um, the last two D that I can think of that is in a new kingdom. I, I don't think there is Super Mario Two. Super Mario Two. The Birdo one is. Yeah, but yeah. That's or not um, I, I guess if you're counting like. Not the main line, yeah. but going like Super Mario uh, Land. Land, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's been a long time. It's been time. a long time since there was a new kingdom we were exploring, yeah. right? So, because the 3D Mario's do this, so you, you go to um, Delfino Island, which is right. Sunshine, and you go yeah. to like New Donk City, which is. Or space. Yeah, space. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, this is in the neighboring Flower Kingdom, which we never heard of until now. So, this I must, they must have time. had a lot yes. of beef until just. I, I, <laughs> my headcanon is that they had beef until just now, and this is Peach's first. Um, democratic visit to the Flower Kingdom in a long time. Prince Florian's well, Prince Florian's father died. Yes, that's why he's the prince. And Prince, because he doesn't have the old grudges that his father harbored, the Mushroom Kingdom and the Flower Pink Kingdom can reach peace. Yes, uh, the racism is starting to abate a little bit, <laughs> but it's why you only take like four toads. 
because we don't want beef starting between <laughs> yeah, the yeah. toads and the flower people. Yeah. yeah, what are the flower people called? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and no for next time. I, I feel like there's a little bit of synergy with the movie here because the movie kind of runs through different kingdoms, and True. now we're uh, maybe they're going to start exploring different areas. There's a bunch of, of the crossover world. between yeah. the yeah, we're movie. Gonna, we're going to talk about where the aesthetics and the vibe of the movie and the and we'll wonder in the next episode. And the music, yeah. And the music, yeah. Um, but yeah, it has, they have like, the big thing about this game is that things talk. Like, they have mm. talking flowers, right? Just, they're not characters, they're just We voice acted, and they say more than, acted. more than like, Mario they exists in the same... They have a lot of voices, same... they have a lot of lines, yeah. excuse me, yeah. yeah. Mario previously exists in the same sphere as Pokemon, where like, Mario said his own name, he was like, Mario! Yeah. But like, he didn't say anything beyond that, except for, ho, ha, you yeah. Or like Link. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like Link. Yeah. And now we have these flowers that are like full on voice acting. Like, yeah, and they're like, if, if you had to judge their um, IQ based on just voice, the flowers have a much higher lexicon and capability of forming <laughs> Than <phrases>. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> um, All of their genetic energy has been used toward brain development. They're like, yeah. watch out, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and they'll say stuff like that. Or they'll, like, uh, Cam says that they grow on me. It's same with me. They, yeah. First time I saw it, I was like, that's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, um, and they have a good amount of personality to them yeah, as you move throughout the game because they, they have a little bit of sarcasm. Yeah. And at one point, one of them says, I wonder what a Goomba tastes like. Yeah. And I was thinking, what in the world is this? I was not expecting this. And so if, the best way to describe these flowers is imagine if they took Ryan Reynolds and they said, like, be yourself, but you're doing a Mario game, so tone it down. Yep. Mm, make yeah, make it PG. I can, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Deadpool yeah. as tone, a flower. Tone it more down, even Detective Pikachu. Tone it a little more down than that. Yeah. And that's basically what the flowers are. Because there's one that's like, you walk into a level, and, like, the Goombas are sleeping. And then it'll go like, oh, look, it's sleeping, it's so cute. And you kick it, and it goes like, well done. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Because <laughs> it's essentially saying, like, you just kill the sleeping creature. Yep. Think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in this game, Princess Peach is not kidnapped. Um, I, again, this, these stories. Bowser assimilates with the main castle in the Flower Kingdom using a wonder flower. Or like a, a wonder super seed. wonder yeah. flower. Super, super wonder wonders. Flower, yeah. Which are things that give you power in this world. Essentially, he becomes a weapon of mass destruction. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's your job to stop him somehow. I, I, also, I think that's really interesting. I think it's an interesting moment for us to like understand that... like the core myth of Mario has changed a little bit. Because, like, Mario is a very classic hero narrative myth, right? Pixel of Depth. Yeah. Where the person has a princess that's captured by a dragon. They have to go capture the dragon, kill the dragon, get the princess, and bring her back home. We don't get to see Mario's change or return to his previous world, but we get to see, like, the basic hero arc. And here we've changed that. We don't have that. Bowser doesn't capture the princess. We're not going after Bowser to get something back. We're going after Bowser to prevent... Nuclear Climate. Holocaust, yeah. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. Um, so, you interesting, the difference here too is that you can use Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, two different toads, Toadette, several Yoshis, and Nabbit, uh, who is like a rabbit, right? He has a little mask on. Yep. Uh, he's really cute. And I, I uh, think that's why they made the change, for what it's worth. I think that the reason we've like changed and shifted the myth here is because Princess Peach is moving toward a playable character. We have Princess Peach the game coming out yeah, later this year. Yeah, the second Peach. Yes. The first Peach game apparently was not good, and it's been like 15 years since they made a Peach game because that one wasn't well received. Oh, and the wow. argument is that it, it's not that it wasn't well received, it's that it actually wasn't very good. You made a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's getting her own game in, I think, April. Um, 
So I think we're, we're moving it from the dance on the stress, right? Which is the probably which is her as an object yeah, to her yes. as like a, a player. It's very like a fem- it's like a very feminist move, yeah, to give yeah. her agency. And so I yeah, think it's I, a good move, but yeah, I think it's a fundamentally changed the Mario story. I yes. wanted to play with Peach, like I said, I don't want to play. I don't like playing with Mario, and I don't like playing with the Toads. They kind of freak me out. Um, they look weird when they transform too. Um, <laughs> they keep their I mushroom. I play with Peach, but I only play one level of Peach because she has. Her dress, and you can't see her legs when she's running, so you don't know where she's standing. The hitbox. The hitbox is hard for me to like uh, yeah. figure out. Did you play mm. with Peach? No, I didn't. Yeah. I was uh, going or to Daisy? start to run with the other yeah. characters because I hadn't played. I played mostly through with Mario, and then I did a little bit with Yoshi and Navi just to yeah. see how those play out. Yeah. So I I I wanted to play with Peach, but like it's hard to see where her because this is like there's not pixel perfect, but like. You know, you have to be precise, and it's hard to be precise when you don't know exactly where she's standing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish you could like change her costume. So give her the movie costume, which has like a bike suit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or from Mario Kart, that would be cool. Better. Um, and she doesn't. So what's different about this game too is that like the these characters are playable, which they were in Super Mario Wii U Deluxe or whatever it is. Like you can play with Peach, right? Which, which there is I one. In, there is one that you can play with Peach at some point. And she glides. Super Mario 2 is that way. The yeah, Super Mario 2, yeah. Don't she, don't she glides, yeah. yeah. And the reason that's she glides... That's how gliding started. That's how gliding started, yeah. Um, but she glides in, like, the, the new Super Mario Brothers Youth Deluxe. Whatever, yeah. one, of the, one of those games. She'll glide. In this game, they all play the same, except for the Yoshis and Nabbit, who Cam can describe better than me. What, what, is their, what is special about Yoshis and Nabbit? Yeah, so they don't take uh, damage exactly, uh, not like others, because they don't have power up, so it doesn't really make sense to give them damage. But they'll take, uh, they'll, they, they, w- you will lose a life if you know you fall off the map, or run into like pools of poison or acid, whatever it is, or um, it, apparently really large objects can kill That'll them. That'll trap you. Can those yeah, and they get squished. Uh, which ones? The bulls, the buffaloes and stuff. Oh, I didn't... I was going to yeah. check that out. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure. I was quite curious. I think it has to do with whether or not it counts as, like, a pinch versus, like, uh, a damage. Well, uh, the pinch. There's, there's one uh, wonder seed where if it turn, you get, like, this huge... Boulder. Uh, bolt, or, um, like, spike ball. And mm-hmm. even if it's not a pinch, if it runs up against you, you will die. But I think maybe it's because it can't really move through you. I, I guess they're trying to prevent you're that from like happening, yeah, so that you're not behind it. Yeah, because, because you're supposed like, to outrun it, like exactly. uh, Indiana Jones style. Yeah, because then it would like it would knock you back, right? Yeah, and, like it would get knocked back forever, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and something that's a weird choice with them, which I'm not sure why. I, maybe it was just to conserve on code base, but you can hit get hit by things, and you you know you you're, uh, it'll vibrate, and then you it'll still blink as a character, whereas I guess, I don't know, it's kind of weird, like, that experience going through the game, and I was like, oh, I'm not actually taking damage, but I'm... You're blinking? It's bl- blinking, yeah. like, Did I have... Did you get invisibility for that moment? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, okay. and you can move through objects. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I think that's to train new people, because, I mean, it's supposed to be used to play, like, with your kids or with, with somebody along, and so I think it's still supposed to tell them, oh, you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. Mm, we're just not giving you like a harsh punishment. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes it's, sense. It's a, scaff- it's a scaffolding mechanic. Yeah. It's a scaffolding yeah, mechanic. That makes this sense. Means, this is bad. So I'd like to give Nintendo credit for that. That we're yeah. like. Uh, and this this is kind of my, this is my pixel death for this episode is that Nintendo has made things. I think this is an attempt at being accessible, but what they really did was being was be approachable, which is also good. So what is the difference between the two? So um, we, we this often gets confused. Accessibility is like when you have a, 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 it's, a it's the use of special controllers. Button remapping, subtitles, enemy customization, so something like arachnophobia mode. 
uh, for people that have arachnophobia, right? So in Jedi Survivor, Hogwarts Legacy, or Lethal Company, you can change how spidery the spiders look. Because mm-hmm. if you're scared of spiders and that will stop you from basically playing this game, here's a way of not doing that anymore. Yeah, or like right? colorblindness. Frequently you see like HP bars change because red right, and green yes. are hard for colorblind yeah. people to see, so, so it'll change to blue-yellow. Accessibility is making people that aren't able to play your game in the way that it's structured be able to play it. Right. Approachability is making it so that people that don't have experience can come to it, can approach it, right? And can play it in a way that, like, doesn't, isn't a hindrance. These would be people that would be able to play it given a lot more time and dedication. In terms of, in terms of basic hand-eye motion control capabilities. skill capabilities, they can play it, they just wouldn't be able to in terms of, like, skill of jumping or whatever. They wouldn't skill. maybe stick with it as well yes. through the training And that's period. stuff like difficulty modes, which has happened for a long time, uh, weapons and items that make the game easier. So there's a, 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 a game coming out where it's like basic Red Theft Auto, but you're a crab. Um, but there's no guns in the game, although you can, you can, but you can go into settings and be like, give me a gun, so your character just has a gun. So if you're having trouble with the boss, you can just toggle that on, kill the boss, and keep going. <laughs> right, that's approachability, right? Or undoing yeah. moves and like Fire Emblem. Okay, okay. Like that. that is approachability. Accessibility is more about giving potential for people who are not able to just pick up that controller or whatever it is, be able to do so in a certain way. So I see what you're saying. You're saying because Yoshi really isn't about like not being able to play the game, it's just about making the game a little easier little easy. for That's, new players. It is an approachable yeah. issue. So the the Yoshi and Abbott being easier to like to like well, harder to die with them, making the game easier is an approachability thing because it's essentially a difficulty customization. Right. Right? Which I appreciate the attempt, but it's not the same as our favorite difficulty customization we have seen in the show, which is Persona 4 Golden. Oh, the, the remake, best. Which is the best thing. So in this game, it's like a JRPG turn-based. In this game, you can customize not only, like, do you want the game to be easy, hard, easy, medium, hard, or, like, merciless or something, but do you also... But you can select one of those, and within them, you can be, like, how hard do you want the enemies to hit you? How hard do you do you want to hit enemies? How much money do you want them to drop? And um, how much HP do you want the enemies to have? How much HP? So it has hmm. all this kind of stuff, right? Where it's like you can select like light, normal, or hard for each. And so if I if I want to play a normal, but I don't want to have to grind for XP, I can be like I want the enemies to give me more XP, um, but everything hmm. also be on normal, right? So you can really customize how your experience is going to go. So, so this was Nintendo, and they wanted to go like super uh, accessible, right? Instead of instead of that or super sorry approachable, approachable, they would have like Mario and Luigi play the game as regular. Peach Daisy play the game, but you get a hover mechanic that lets you jump and hover a little bit farther. Toads, you get the hover mechanic, and uh, they can they can jump and they get an extra upgrade slot that you could store an extra one. Yoshi get the extra upgrade slots and you don't take damage. Nabbit you don't take damage and you can't take the fall damage. And like it would be so many levels. Yeah and and another thing that you could tack on there is somehow adding on a second badge. Yeah. Um, for yeah. certain playability, like certain certain, certain games, yeah. certain levels would be pretty nice having well, a second two badge. Badges. That's that's what yeah. I that, and that's, I, I would have a step further and be like once you want maybe unlock or maybe you can choose any character and choose any of the characteristics to them. Right. Yeah. Like if I want to play as Mario, but I'm not good enough to play as a normal Mario, I want to have the hover mechanic, I can just be like Mario but with hover. Yeah. Right? So you have these things you can toggle on and off. I think that would be the best way to go about it. Because then we you can still play in the hard mode, right. but then mm-hmm. you're letting people play with Mario even if they want to not die as much. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Accessibility would be allowing us to remap buttons, uh, having things like subtitles that they don't have so yes. Nintendo's notoriously behind the times in terms of these things um, Xbox and Sony have released special controllers that are fully remappable and not, I don't just mean like 
all the buttons are remappable, but I mean like the PlayStation accessibility controller lets you, it's a like a, a contraption that lets you like move, like buttons. literally pick up a button and move oh, it to wow. a different part of the controller. Yeah, that's if amazing. you want to use that button in that spot, or if you want to like re- like restructure like a Lego X- thing. Xbox has like longer thumbsticks and shorter yeah. thumbsticks. Yeah. And the Switch, especially on single player mode with the uh, normal Joy-Con, that has a real issue with people who would have uh, maybe like RA or something. Because, yeah. you know, even me, I have a bit of sausage fingers going on. I can't, do not enjoy using that single thing. Yeah. And, you know, people who have uh, maybe hand mobility issues, that's definitely yeah, not what's cool ideal. Yeah, the Switch is that, the, the thing, like, the thing that the most accessibility writers write about is that Nintendo does, does things that are accessible but not on purpose. So the Switch, if I can detect the Joy-Cons, detach the Joy-Cons, tell the Switch that it's they're going to be laying down and play with them just by like not holding the controller but clicking the buttons on the, on the like table or whatever it is, that is huge. But Great. they didn't do that on purpose. That's not their that's intention. That's not why they want they to do this. So a, a quote from Aonuma in 2019, I believe this is kind of a cultural thing also. Um, so they, Nintendo thinks that because they put so much care into their games, the way the buttons are mapped is the way the game should be played. So there's a quote from Aonuma from 2019 where he says, if we freely let players do customizations on key assignments and such, I feel like we're letting go of our responsibility as a developer. Um, we have something in mind for everybody when we play the game, so that's what we hope players experience and enjoy as well. And when someone asks him, like, well, what about players that, like, literally can't stretch their finger to press this button? He says, that's a good idea. We'll keep that in mind when we develop the next game. And the next game came out the exact same way. Um, so it is sort of like a, a, a thinking of, like, this is responsibility on the developers. We have figured out the most effective way of holding this controller just trust us. For a quote-unquote normal player. Yeah, but it's yeah. not about... It's about people that cannot hold the control that way or cannot function that way right so it's a little weird um and then we have like stuff in like pokemon like the sound settings in sword and shield are an unlockable in game (laughs) like you have to go talk to an npc to let you customize how loud the sound is going to be which again like i don't know just give us a setting why have you done this um so it's it's interesting to think about how i I believe this this is an attempt for them to do accessibility but it's really approachability and this is I, I, I always kind of knew the difference here, but I learned a little more about this listening to a couple of podcasts on IGN where they brought an accessibility reviewer to talk about this difference and also uh, a guy that's really plugged in on Nintendo talking about why they consider this accessibility approachability and they don't really see this difference. Gotcha. Um, so it is an approachability that doesn't do it as well as other games have done it before. Right. Um, but it's better than nothing. We're I'm growing. Sure. We're seeing growth. Nintendo. Growth. Perhaps. It's very slow. Baby steps. Um, Nabbit steps. Right before, <laughs> evidently, according to Phil, we consigned this genre to the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in this game, which is the 2D Mario, right? So, this game, the difference between the, this game and the other Mario is that you are looking for wonder flowers, right? And these wonder flowers have wonder seeds. And the wonder seeds, there's one in each level, um, and they essentially... At least. Make the level become a... a well, the wonder flower. Yes, there's, yeah. There's one, one, you said one wonder seed per sorry, level. Yeah. There's more than one per level, but there's one wonder effect per level, yeah. Yeah. right? And these wonder effects are, uh, the best way to describe it is if Mario took an acid. So much yeah. drug references yeah, in this game. Yes, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it yeah. next time. Um, but some of, Ken, give us a couple of your favorite examples of it. So when you jump onto a wonder flower, the level changes. Yes. So give us a couple of examples. Yeah, so that. there's a couple where, you know, you turn into, like, balloon version of your um, character, and you're kind of in a micro-gravity, zero-gravity situation, oh, and you're cool. just kind of, like, floating around <laughs> and wiggling to move around the level, which is pretty cool and also very frustrating because they've got bumpers and things. So, Love it. Yeah. Um, and then 
you know, you, you can turn into a spike ball. Um, there's some where you're just ru- kind of racing through a level uh, midair with a bunch power. of superstars. Yeah. yeah. And then um, somewhere it becomes a, like, a shadow level where ev- the background is lit, but the foreground is blacked out. Dark. Oh, wow. um, and cool. so there's some pretty cool mechanics with it. I think that was probably the thing that... I, I was skeptical about it coming in. I was thinking, okay, it seems like a gimmick, but I think it added some really interesting, interesting. elements to a Mario game that um, you know kind of gives you two levels for one. Yeah, because I'm still skeptical about it. I've only played about an hour, and I'm still skeptical because I feel like some of them don't feel like they add anything. They just feel like they exist for existing. I, right? I think that's true, especially early on, the first couple worlds. Yeah. It's I, I, it's so gentle that you know they, they didn't want to get too crazy, but towards the back end, it adds okay. a lot of interesting that's, things. Yeah, because I think it's something to be said about like how Super Mario has always had like exploration, right? Even when you're playing like the original, you're like you're trying to find warp pipes that exist yeah. in invisible blocks, right? Right, stuff like that. Um, so this is a way of doing that too, where they will give you a wonder flower, and when you have that wonder flower active, there's a power up you can only get if you have it active. But if you don't have it active, you can get a different power up. So they're they're essentially creating a level and a half at least per yes. level. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the people that like to 100% these games are going to have a lot of fun with these. Um, I, I, I still feel like they're a little gimmicky, but I'm excited to see the spike ball one, for example. And yeah. Stuff like, that. yeah. like the one where the piranha plants just sing. Love it. Uh, I, yeah. I hated that one. Oh. 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 We will disagree. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I was like, what is, what is this? We're going to talk next happening. time about There's the a better music one of those Mario. later. That, yeah. that was closer to my reaction. I was like, what? I was like, cool, <laughs> but also why? Yeah. yeah. There's a better one of those later. Okay. Uh, okay. Is what I'll say. And the yeah. why the why sounds like... Can you like, become a Bullet Bill at some point? I wish. That would have oh, been really man. cool. I really want to become a Bullet yeah. Bill. Yeah. There, the why does sound like, if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, and this is big, is like, we can't show you the really cool things Wonder Flowers can do right off the bat. Because you're not good yes. enough. Because you're not yeah. good enough yeah. yet. Yeah. Which I respect it, yeah. as a scaffolding, yeah, yeah. even if we're starting the scaffold way lower than it should be started. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I think agree. the one with the pipe that like... Well, it becomes a worm. That one's really cool because yes. you can like, keep coming back to it to grab stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's fair. So I was trying to scaffold stuff, right? And Nintendo was big about that. Um, but in this game, you also can equip badges, which are like, you know, if you played Call of Duty or something like that. Then you, you can, can compete in the Pokemon. Wait, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know Wrong badge. Pokemon, this isn't that. Um, <laughs> they give you like like different power-ups. So one of them is like you get more coins per level or so like stuff like that. So one of them is like you can glide with your hat. Yep. Yep. Right, so it lets you reach other areas. So it's kind of cool that you can equip some power-ups and it's, it's and again, it adds a different mechanic to the game. Yep. Um, Ken, what was your favorite badge? Ooh, my favorite badge. Um, yeah, for the 100 percenters, the your favorite badge is probably going to be the coin magnet badge because there's one really annoying... The last medal is the most annoying to get because it's just coin farming. Like, if you get um, close enough, it'll, like, code yeah. go to you? And yes. the mechanic behind that is really cool, and we can talk about that next time, I guess. Um, but yeah. maybe my favorite, I think that's a good all-around tool, might be some of the, like, jumping types. Um, they, they have, like, floating jump. They have the double, double, jump, jump, double jump. The double kick, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know... I guess parachute cap kind of counts as that, and there's like one or two others, I think. And I think that is the most useful. Mm-hmm. Um, Jumping would be the most. Yeah, useful. I have the, and there's I some have really the, challenging levels. The jump on the wall, jump one straight. Yes. Equip right now. And I'll, I'll have a recommendation at the end for when you should absolutely not use that because I found that out by <laughs> uh, mistake. <laughs> no. That's good to know. Uh, yeah, so this game, it, it does mess around with the Mario formula a little bit in terms of it adds 
these acid trips, yeah. right? These wonder flowers, and then it also adds badges, which is totally new, and it has new power ups like Elephant Mario, which you can we can talk more about. There is life left in this genre, people. Yes. Well, the Give reason, it a chance. The reason that uh, I don't think we could t this is going to be quick, but like uh, Cam and John both talked about how they really enjoy 2D Mario's, and they they hope that this means that we're going to get more 2D Mario's. I think this means that we're going to get less 2D Mario's. No. Um, not because it's not going to do well. It's going to sell well. It's a Mario game, and it's well done. Right, but this is a this is the kind of game that you get mid cycle between two big games. Mm -hmm. um, so part of part of these games they use a lot to test mechanics. So like if Air from Mario does well in terms of like marketing and stuff, it's likely you'll see something like that in the next 3D Mario, um, and like shooting water and stuff. Um, so a lot of these a lot of these smaller smaller games are made to test things that they want to do in the future um, and. But like we talked about, two D platformers that are twelve hours long are not really what the industry does anymore. Yeah. Um, so, I think this is a a way of capitalizing on the art and the popularity of the Mario movie, getting new people in with a little bit of an easier platformer, especially in the beginning, to prep people to get hyped for the next Mario game that might be a launch title for the Switch Two, which is coming out probably this year. Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't. I, I think we'll get a lot of remakes for two D Mario's. I think they'll keep coming out yeah. with those. Um, but I don't think we're going to get a new 2D. Mm -hmm. Super Mario Wonder 2 will exist, I think, but I don't think it'll be in the next year or year and a half. Yeah, yeah. It'll probably be like three or four years before we see that. Yeah, yeah. that's be, generally been the development cycle for these. Yeah. It's, they come three to four years it'll apart. It'll probably be a late Switch 2 game. Late fact, Switch 2. When, yeah. have a, a, when they have a hiatus between two big Mario games. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but they'll keep making them because, you know, they're it's core to the experience. Um, and they'll keep remaking stuff, but we're not going to all of a sudden see more of yeah. these. Um, sorry, guys. Wow. Um, sorry, I'm a Debbie Downer. Um, any, any, Cam, one last thing I wanted to ask you as we wrap up here. Are there any uh, hints you have for us, especially in the... Yes, you know, what advice do you have? Yes. In the so, early, like, you know, five um, hours of this game. Yeah. One of the hardest early levels is one of the jump-jump levels. And my word of advice there is don't use the double wall kick uh, badge when you do that. It'll You can get through the middle part just fine, but... Towards the end, you will not get through that just fine because you don't have enough wall to kick oh. with that. And I didn't realize I had that badge on and that I wasn't supposed to. I took it off and I finally got through it without nice. too much difficulty It'll after stop that. stop you dead. Yeah, uh, there's a point where you're just going to crash and burn with that thing because <laughs> it, it's interfering with the mechanic of jumping. Um, and yeah, it's, so it's, you you jump up again, right? So yeah. if like there's nothing there for you to jump up again on, then you don't bounce this way. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And uh, the other thing is, just you know, really explore. If you're a 100 percenter, there's even uh, so I've gone through the whole game, and I even went back to the first couple levels, and I noticed that there were things that I missed, not things that are crucial to a level, but they were kind of cool little like uh, you know. Uh, cloud portions that you can get up to yeah. that I didn't even know before. So, you know, jump around and, you know, try to find invisible blocks and things. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of care in this. Like, <coughs> yes. The team that did this, um, one of the directors of Super Mario 3 is still at Nintendo and directing stuff, and he was one of the main directors for this. What? Yeah, no, wow. for real. If it shows. This feels yeah. if, like the spiritual successor to 3. That's, yes, I, yeah. I, I would say it's... That's actually what said in the podcast I listened yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. somewhere between 3 and like Wii and Wii U. Yeah. It has elements of all It's of more those. traditional at the same time it's revolutionary, which yes. is kind of where Nintendo likes to live, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, we're wrapping up here. That was it. That was a Professor's Play feat guest primer on Super Mario Wonder. 
Um, so we've only played about, a couple of us have only played about an hour, a couple of us have finished it, but next week we're going to give you our, um, or excuse me, in the three weeks, our next episode we'll give you our first impressions as usual. Uh, we'll play about half the game, maybe like, you know, 40% of the game, something like that, so five to six hours. Try to get through World 4. Okay, we'll try to get to World 4, that's the goal. Um, Wait, through or two? Through. That's what I thought you said. Yeah, through World 4. Through World 4. Wait, World 2 or world through World 4? Through World 4, <laughs> yeah. Okay, through World 4. Uh, thanks again for joining us here at Professor's Play, the show in which you can get just a pixel of deep thinking with your mostly nonsensical video game discussions. Uh, I'm Professor Phil Chavot. He's Professor John Adams. He's Professor Brendan West. And he's Professor Cam Williams. And together, we're professors who play video games. See y'all in a few weeks for some Mario discussion, maybe some physics. Mario discussion. Sure, absolutely. All right, see y'all then.